Welcome to Creatively Human, a podcast for online business owners and creatives that goes beyond the work and dives deep into why we do what we do, the struggles and wins we face along the way, and how we fit it all into the kind of life we want to live. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and I help creatives grow their businesses in ways that fit around their life and values. Welcome to another solo episode of Creatively Human. I'm going to warn you, this one's going to get a bit personal. I've got a few things to say before I dig into the topic of my experience of one year of running a business after having a baby. The first thing is that having a baby is different for everyone. The reason I'm sharing my experience is because I think it's useful to an extent, but it's really not useful when you reach the point of comparison or feeling not good enough. So if I leave you feeling that way, please, please just stop listening. I really don't want to add to the noise in your head because I know, and as I will get to, I experienced a lot of this, especially in the early days, a lot of comparison, a lot of not feeling good enough. So I really don't want to contribute to that. And I'll also explain in this episode how I have tons of support and we all have different levels of support. We all have different babies. We all have different ways of doing things. So yes, please don't feel not good enough listening to this episode. Secondly, I have a lot to say and I probably won't get around to saying all. I've got lots of notes, but I don't know exactly what's going to come out. So I have set up a page. It's at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash baby. And on that page, I've linked to all the blog posts and ebooks and everything I've got related to this topic. And I will be adding to it. I'm going to be talking about it a lot because um, the truth is, Although there are lots of people talking about it when I was pregnant or, and before I got pregnant, I didn't know exactly where to find them. I really had no idea what I was getting myself in for. So I really hope you find this useful. So I'm going to start at the beginning, which is when I found out I was pregnant. And of course, pregnancy is another area that everyone finds different. I found out I was pregnant in March 2017 and straight away I decided to get planning my maternity leave because when you work for yourself that's one of the drawbacks I suppose not having a company to cover you you have to kind of cover your own maternity leave and even though you can get support from the government and I go into this more in a blog post and also a free ebook that I've written which you'll find at the link I mentioned earlier ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash baby I go into that there even though you can get help from the government it's not that much money. It's just the statutory pay. Also, it doesn't account for the fact that if you take all that time away from your business, business can slow down. So I did start planning early. I planned in lots of extra work. I planned in ways to keep my business going. So it didn't actually completely stop. It's just that my involvement in it stopped for a while. And at the time I was worried I was getting a bit ahead of myself. And of course, early days of pregnancy can be an uncertain time and you're not really sure what's going to happen if everything's going to work out. But I was glad in the end that I started planning early because there was a lot of work to be done. And it wasn't long before I started feeling really rubbish, to be honest. So it was harder to work once all the symptoms kicked in. And I know not everyone has this, but for me, I felt very, very, very nauseous. I wasn't sick that much. I was sick, but it was the feeling of nausea that really got to me. It was 
absolutely constant. I mean, it never left and it started to wane probably uh, four months into pregnancy, but it didn't fully go for five or six months. And during that time, I also had extreme food aversion. So absolutely nothing tasted good. It was either palatable or it made me feel very sick. So I didn't really get any enjoyment from food and I found that very mentally difficult. So I spent a lot of my time in bed, napping, I was very tired and I don't want it to sound like I wasn't grateful to be pregnant because I was and I know that I was lucky to be pregnant but I did find it very very hard and the symptoms didn't fade for me as quickly as the end of the first trimester which they do for other people. So I just want to be honest because I found that it helped when I was in that bad place, it helped that other people were talking about pregnancy not being amazing it did help me because there's a lot of guilt around pregnancy and if you're pregnant in the first place you should be really grateful and yes I was but when you're in that extreme nausea it really affects your mental state and I was also very very tired and I I wasn't with it to be honest a lot of the time I was a bit spaced out so it was hard to focus on anything Looking back though, I will say I was so glad I took the time to nap. I was so glad I took the time to just rest. I actually watched loads of series on Netflix and it got me through. It really saved me. And yeah, looking back, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad that I was kind to myself. As the pregnancy went on and I started to feel better, I got into that I did get the nesting thing. I got it really, really big, actually, and it was great. I actually felt better in later pregnancy than I did in the earlier pregnancy. Even though I was massive and aching and it was hard to sleep, it was just so amazing to enjoy food again. It was absolutely amazing. I am still grateful for that now, a year after having him. But um, yeah, when I started to feel better, I could do more work and I was getting really organised, really on top of things. But actually... Most of me just wanted to ignore work completely. I didn't want to focus on my business. I wanted to focus on my house. I wanted to focus on my baby. I wanted to focus on what was happening in my life. But because of the whole maternity leave thing, I had to focus on that a bit. So I did and I got it done and I planned for about four to five months of maternity leave. And I'm very, very glad I did. I originally planned to stop working a few weeks before my due date, but of course... It didn't quite happen like that. In the end, I stopped working maybe a couple of days before my due date. And on my due date, me and my husband had a lovely, lovely, relaxing day together. We went out for a Christmas lunch because it was the 1st of December. We went to a Christmas shopping thing. And I was having these, um, what I thought at the time were gas pains all day. Turns out I was in (laughs) labour all day on my due date. And I was just enjoying myself and relaxing. So yeah, I went into labour on my due date and had my baby boy in the small hours of the next day. So he was very on time. I can't really empathise with anyone who went overdue because I didn't and I was convinced I would. That was a lesson in itself. Like, don't don't get too comfortable expecting to be overdue because it's your first baby because he came right on time. So, and the early days were, well, a very tired blur as they are for everyone. But um, I was fine. It wasn't until a bit later that I started to get very emotional and everyone has, I think everyone or most people have this sort of hormonal emotional thing after having a baby which is totally normal and um, people call that the baby blues. 
but I had that and then I had more emotion and felt a lot worse um, probably a month after having him and then that went on for a few months and I wasn't doing very well and ultimately the sleep it was the sleep that did it for me it really 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 did my head in and I really wasn't happy at all. I felt like I was just a feeding machine and I couldn't really do anything, which was true, but it wasn't it wasn't permanent, but at the time I felt like it was. It's really easy to look back now and know that that was a very, very short period of time. But I honestly, I didn't have much experience with babies. So it was a massive, massive shock to the system, like the the absolute biggest shock of my life. And if I was going to say anything to anyone having a baby now, it would be just be kind to yourself and know that it won't last. I mean, yes, there are there are sleep issues for me now still, but it's nothing like the early days. It doesn't affect me mentally like it did then. And I was trying to get things done when I didn't need to. Like I said, I had planned in all this maternity leave, but I was trying to do some work. I didn't need to. Being kind to myself and telling myself I did not need to do any work, that really, really helped in the early days. So I did go through a hard time and it did last several months, but I was really lucky that I was very well supported. Some of the things that helped me in the early days was to prioritise napping and everyone says it and it's easy to think that you can get away without napping because you've got other things to do but napping it was absolutely essential. I also when I did have a spare minute I used to write about how I felt. Um, I actually just wrote some notes on my computer about the experience of having a baby, the experience of getting up in the night, things like that. I found it really cathartic. And now looking back, it's really nice to have that sort of account of what it was like in those early days because it all feels like such a blur at the time. I also accepted as much support as possible. So my mum would have us around for dinner loads. She was doing our laundry and my husband was helping. And I got outside for walks and I tried to stop Googling everything under the sun about having a baby. I actually got quite obsessive about feeding and sleeping, as I'm sure a lot of people do. So in the end, I had to ban myself. I had to have a lot of periods where I basically banned myself from reading anything about baby. And yeah, just forgetting everything to do with my business for a while. So after those first few months, we had to kind of make a plan for me to go back to work. Now, We both work, myself and my husband, we're both self-employed. I have a limited company and we're both employed by that company and my husband also does some of his own self-employed work. But I am the main one who has the input in the company. So the plan was really for me to have more time to work and for my husband to have some time to work but to do a lot of the childcare. And to be honest, we never really worked this fully out until we had the baby. Um, because we didn't know what it would be like. I thought there was a chance that maybe I would just want to look after my baby all the time and not want to work. Not that I really had that choice, but I don't know. We, we wanted to see how it felt. The truth is that I was really ready to go back to work. It makes me feel guilty to say, but I think going back to work kind of saved me and it took me out of that dark time a bit because it was something, it was something for myself. And I don't think that being the one to look after a baby all day long is for me and I have absolutely so much respect for anyone who does it. It is hard, hard work 
And it's also, of course, it's fulfilling, although in the early days, it's hard to feel that fulfillment sometimes because you're not really getting anything back and you're just sort of running on empty all the time. It's definitely a lot more fulfilling now. But I want to say that I like to work because I think there can be some guilt and shame with women in our culture saying these things. And my husband doesn't feel any shame for saying that he wants to work as well as look after our son. So I shouldn't feel any either. And like I said, it wasn't exactly a choice. I had to go back to work. So yeah, we made a plan, um, a sort of schedule where I'd go back to work really part-time at first. And then when my baby turned six months old, we started him in nursery for two sessions of four hours, two sessions a week. And at the time of recording this, when he's about to turn one, he is still doing that. So he's not doing any extra time in nursery. He's been doing that from six months. And he also goes to my mum for two afternoons a week. So I do have quite a lot of time to work, but I decided that I was going to keep breastfeeding. So because I am breastfeeding, I have to take breaks out of my work regularly, even when it's not my time to look after him. And to be honest, I feel very, very lucky that I have been able to do this. And I could do a whole podcast episode on breastfeeding. It has been an interesting journey. I'm at a place now where I'm, it's really easy and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm really grateful that I still have that relationship with my baby. But early on, I wanted to quit all the time. Um, I totally understand why not everyone can or would like to breastfeed. So I don't have any judgment on anyone for how they feed their baby. I'm just sharing my experience. So I do actually feel really grateful that my work is so flexible that I could take that time out to breastfeed my baby. It did mean less work time, but it also meant cuddles with him. It meant feeling like I was having a lot of time spent with him even when I wasn't looking after him all day so I am really really grateful for that and of course when he's at nursery I do have to pump I don't like pumping as much because it does take longer it also kind of took a while for me to get the hang of it but now that I do it so regularly I'm so used to it it's fine and of course he's cutting down on feeds at this stage but he still feeds quite a lot actually and he's doing really well on it And the interesting thing is, when I went back to work, I had this massive drive. I was so ready to go back to work um, because I just felt so creative. It's really funny because towards the end of my pregnancy, I didn't feel creative at all. I didn't want to work at all. And I was reading about all these women who feel so creative after they have a baby. And I was like, why not me? But now looking back, I can see I was being very creative. I was creating a human with my body. And that was all I had the energy for. But six months after having him, I felt so, so creative and I felt so driven to put myself out there on a different level purely because my baby inspired me to try and do something that he would be proud of when he's older. And I've mentioned in a previous podcast episode that I've always been very scared of putting myself out there. So I will say that having my baby has been the catalyst for doing all of this. So I also wanted to talk about my expectations of what it would be like working with a baby versus the reality. A few things that I thought I might do before having a baby is, for example, getting my work done during nap times. Oh my goodness, no way, no way. This just does not work for me. I know that a lot of women do this and that is brilliant and good for you but it doesn't work for me. I was very obsessive about sleep. Rowan actually didn't really nap much in the early days. We had to put a lot of effort into getting him to nap. They were very irregular. 
and just having that window to get my work done. I mean, I was stressed enough about naps as it was without without forcing myself to work during them. I also thought I might be able to work in the evenings, but the truth is I don't want to. I actually do work in the evenings sometimes, but I don't want that to be my life. I need that downtime. I also knew that my husband was really willing to help me and could do everything, help me with basically everything. But the truth was breastfeeding made that really hard in the early days. It, you have to put in so much effort to get the breastfeeding going. And like I said, right now, it's easy and it's great. So to anyone struggling with breastfeeding, I would say it's worth persevering. But I do know how hard it is in the beginning. And that is where we are just biologically different. And my husband could not do it. He supported me in every other way possible, but he couldn't do that. And if you want to read more about the practical things about getting work done around a baby, I've got a few blog posts that I wrote about different ages and what my days are like. So that's linked at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash baby. So now me and my husband are in a total schedule and I have to say I thought I would be one of those people who doesn't need a schedule but obviously I didn't know myself. I am a control freak and having a baby has made me learn that about myself and whether I like it or not I need to have some sort of routine. So even though I have a very flexible business I need that kind of schedule and routine and we know on any day of the week who's looking after the baby and who's working and which hours we have available to work and that does suit me it does and of course I do have a fixed amount of time to work and everyone says it but I never really knew it until having a baby that time feels so so precious now and I do think it's made me more productive because I have a fixed amount of time so I can just do what I need to do It's always, always a juggle and I really, really felt it when I first went back to work and I've felt it up and down ever since and I'm pretty sure that that feeling is never going to go away. At times I feel totally on top of everything and at other times I feel like I'm failing at every single thing in my life and it's also about priorities. So sometimes I'm really prioritising my business and my relationship is getting neglected. Sometimes I feel like I'm not doing any kind of relaxing I'm ignoring my hobbies, I'm just working and other times I just feel like I need to hide away from my work and focus on my family. So that is something I'm learning all the time and I suppose I will continue to learn for a long time to come. So yeah, sometimes I do worry that I'm taking on too much and actually at the time of recording this, it's it's almost Rowan's first birthday so I want to enjoy that. Christmas is coming up and the other day I just went through my calendar, I went through everything I want to do and I just, I paired it back because I just can't do all the things and of course when you have any kind of creative business you tend to have lots of ideas, you tend to have lots of enthusiasm for getting a lot done and I just realised now is not the time. I need to give myself time to rest, I need to be kind to myself and that being kind to myself is a message I've tried to remind myself of all year and I often forget it but I keep coming back to it and I also set myself a word for the year in January and the word was surrender because I felt very lost, I felt very, I felt like I had no idea what to expect for the year basically so surrender was the only thing I could think of and I keep coming back to that too. Every time I feel myself pushing against things or wishing that I had more time or worrying 
I just tell myself to be kind to myself and surrender and it does help. It really helps because this has been a time of absolutely massive change, massive highs, massive lows, really tough times, huge learning experiences and also, to be honest, a lot of growth and a lot of pushing myself out there since I decided to get visible, start my podcast, start my new business. So there's a lot going on, a lot, a lot going on. It's actually really interesting to reflect on this last year in this way because I've come very far in all ways of my life. So I suppose I need to cut myself a bit more slack. And yeah, there's always the thing about comparing yourself to other people. And I, I've, I've always compared myself to others, as I'm sure most people do. But when I had my baby, wow, it just took things to a new level. I never knew how much you could doubt yourself until, until I had a baby. And I realized that I just, I need to not compare. And this is why I had that message at the beginning of this episode that I really wouldn't want anyone to listen to this and compare themselves neg- negatively because we all have different, we all have different babies. We all have different lives. We all have different problems. We all have different strengths. It's just pointless. And yeah, I also compare myself to people who don't work, who don't use childcare, but that's not me, unfortunately. And we're all different. So I'm doing my best and to be honest I do think I'm less judgmental since having a baby because I have experienced myself how it's easy to have an idea about doing things perfectly but it's very 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 hard to be that perfect person in real life so I do try not to judge other people. So now we're a year into this and I'm going to talk about sleep and I feel so so boring talking about sleep but it has to be it has to be mentioned because it's just been the constant struggle of having a baby. And I'm sure anyone who's had a baby will know this. But the truth is, it does sound to me like there are some babies that sleep better than others. And I don't think Rowan is the worst sleeper, but the sleep has affected me very, very much. And again, there's probably some people who deal with lack of sleep better than others. And I would say I don't deal with it very well. So I've got to be honest with you and say it is an issue. There always seems to be a sleep regression. (laughs) So it's been really up and down. The whole year, it's been up and down. If you had told me a year ago I'd still be getting up in the night with my baby, I wouldn't have believed it. Generally, it's not that bad. I'm really used to just getting up in the night, doing a quick feed, going back to sleep. It's just when these regressions hit that things get really hard. And I'm in the middle of one right now. And I've had to start going to bed at nine o'clock, which I'm not doing every night. But when I do do it, I feel so much better. I've also, like I said, really had to cut back on what I'm working on. And yeah, I've just had to try and remember to be kind to myself and that it won't last forever because we have had a few of these regressions and they don't last forever, but they do impact my work. So this is why I'm talking about it. They do impact my work. I have surprised myself at how much I can get done on less sleep and how used to it I've become. But it does impact my work and I do feel like maybe I need to build more space into my work to deal with phases like this. So that's another thing to work on. The last thing I want to mention is money. And this is a bit tricky to talk about, but it has to be said because I suppose it's kind of new what we're doing and we don't necessarily know what it should look like or how to manage it and the truth is that when you run your own business if you're not available to work on it as much as you were there is a real 
possibility of business going down. And there are totally loads of ways you can shape your business so that it doesn't rely on hours put into it to make a certain amount of money. But that takes time. And I will say that I put a lot of work into my business before having the baby so that I would continue to make an income after having him. And I did. But I've been putting a lot less time into it since having him and my income has gone down. And that is stressful. And it's worrying, especially as the breadwinner for my family. But a lot of the worry comes from sort of beating myself up. I still have enough money to live and I am safe. So I guess it just comes back to being kind to yourself again and knowing that this first year of my baby's life has been a year of huge change in so many ways. So it's okay, but I just wanted to share because I guess we need to acknowledge the fact that while we can be rocking it in our businesses, we can also have times when the money goes down. And this is hard when you might have been used to growing your business all the time before having a baby. So I just wanted to mention that. I guess if there's one thing to take away from this year of having a baby, it's that I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing. No, it's not that. It's being kind to myself, being kind to myself, being kind to other people, knowing that we're all in this together and knowing that it's a massive work in progress. And yeah, I hope you found this useful. I know it won't reflect everyone's experiences, but I do think it's important for women in business to talk about this because we may not have any role models, to be honest. I mean, we may be the first people having our own businesses. Our mums may have stayed at home with us. Um, Yeah, it's just important to hear people's experiences of doing this. And like I said, I've actually written a few blog posts on this subject, which I'll link to at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash baby. If you sign up to my email mailing list there you also get access to a free ebook I wrote on how to plan your maternity leave when you run your own online business and it's got some of the kind of planning strategies I used and some ideas for making a bit more money or helping your business to run a bit more on autopilot while you are on your maternity leave and yeah I'll probably update you in the future when Rowan is older and who knows, everything may have changed, but this is my life right now. So yeah, I hope you found it useful. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. It would really help me and the podcast if you could take a moment to review, rate and subscribe. I'd also really love to hear from you on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite, where I like to get a bit philosophical about online business. And you can find me on my website, ruthpoundwhite.com where you can read the episode show notes, subscribe to my behind the scenes newsletter, or read more about my own experience of running a creative online business.